Boker Tov, we're continuing the book of Shemuel Aleph, where we are now on the second chapter. We have just completed the song of Chana, which the main theme of the song was that those who are elevated and are in a good position in life should not get too arrogant, for God can quickly bring them down. And those who are low should not lose hope, for God can bring them up. The snap of a... Of a the proverbial finger. So, um, now we go back to the storyline. That was like an interjection that was, uh, that was just poetic. Now we get back to the storyline. We're back to Elkanah and Chana. So, in the story, last we did was Chana brought Shemuel to the Beit HaMikdash and gave Shemuel over to serve in the Beit HaMikdash alongside which Kohen? Eliha Kohen. If you remember, one of the things that were described um, was that when Chana went... And she was praying, and Eli thought she was drunk. Hana said, <coughs> uh, <coughs> Eli said, Admatai tishtakarin, what are you going to be drunk? Stop being drunk. Get rid of your drunkenness from upon you. And she says, Don't make your shifchatech kibne bat biliyaal. Do not assume I am a bat biliyaal. Do not assume I am a wayward woman. I am not a wayward woman. Ki isha marat ruach anochi. For I am a woman. Who has, who's uh, in a difficult state emotionally. And do not assume that I'm a bad woman. Okay? That word bilia'al is going to be very important here. Okay? And we'll see exactly why. Elkanah goes back to Ramah, to his house. And the, the young boy, meaning Shemuel, was serving in the house of God with Elia Kohen. And the sons of Eli were wayward people. They did not know God. Now, why is it important? Because Eli went to Hana and, almost, and assumed she was a bat biliyal. But now we're seeing that his, his own, own sons, sons are like that as well. So he's just are really like that. So the woman who was good, he assumed she was bad. And his own sons, for some reason, Eli's sons... <laughs> well, he's not going to be completely blinded by it because we'll see he'll get upset. But it seems like he's not taking an active enough role in, in making sure they're, uh, they're behaving well. So what, did, what is it that they did? Why were they bad? So now the text is going to explain what exactly they would do wrong. It's going to explain that typically the Kohanim would take their portions of meat from the Korbanot. Let's say in a Korban Khatat, they could take whatever they want. But in a Korban Shilamim, which was a very commonly brought Korban, they only take the Chazev Ashok. They only take of the chest and of the thigh. Okay, that's the law in the, in Sefer Vaikra. Okay, so they're supposed to only take those. They're supposed to only take the chest and the thigh oh, okay. of the korban shalamim. Okay. Now, how would they, when would they take it after the korban was cooked? So the korban would be brought on the mizbeach, then the portion would be taken, and the person would take it. They would cook it somewhere in the mikdash or something, and then they would take from it after it was cooked. Okay, you were not supposed to take it before it was cooked. You're not supposed to take the the, the korban before it was cooked. Okay. Now, why would they want to take it before it was cooked? It's kind of disgusting. Uh, no, I mean, they would take it before it was cooked, and then they'd probably cook it themselves. Oh. But why would someone want to do that? Probably they could, maybe they wanted to take both before it was cooked and after it was cooked, something like that. Yeah. But Umishpat HaKohanim et Ta'am, Pasuk 13, it was the way of the Kohanim with the people. Kol ish the Kohen would come, people would bring their korban, and then the Kohen would come when the meat was being cooked 
and he would take a fork that had three uh, things prongs. in it, prongs. Yeah. Uh, and then he would take the, the thing and he would stick it into like the, the pot or the cauldron or the whatever, these are different types of ovens. Whatever would come up in the fork, that's what his portion would be. Meaning you would take one forkful, stick it in, and you would take out and then you would walk away with that meat. Okay? And that was fine. That was the way of the Kohanim. That's how it was done for all of Israel that would come to Shiloh. However, but also before they would cook the fats, in the case of Eli's sons, they would also come before it was cooked and they would say, give us some in advance, give us some meat to give to the Kohen. Now Eli's sons wouldn't do it themselves, they would send a messenger. Okay. And then And so we won't take from you Anything cooked Well we're just going to take From it before you cook it uh, Again I'm not exactly sure Why they were so insistent On doing it like that They wanted food They weren't They didn't want to do I'm assuming that if it wasn't Put on the They can have more than Just the chest and the leg If it wasn't cooked On the Whatever So you know what the problem is The problem is that God only allows the Kohanim to take of, of something that's a Korban. Yeah. Now, if it's, they're taking it raw, it's before the Korban is even brought. Yeah. So the portion has not even been designated for the Kohanim yet. Right. Meaning, the second I bring the Korban, it, then it becomes a Korban Shalamim. So when I sprinkle the blood, all of a sudden, that portion becomes designated for the Kohen. So you could take it then. Right. But if the Kohen is taking it before I bring the Korban, then he's just taking my meat. Right. Okay? Now, I, I'm, I still am not sure why... But it hasn't been offered yet, so it's not oh, technically... Oh, Radak explains, Radak explains. They would say that they're going to only take the raw, but then they would also take from the raw, and then, and then they would take after it was cooked also. So oh. they would take double portions. Oh. That was what their sin was, okay? Uh, and then the guy would say to him, let us cook the meat first, and then you could take whatever you want. And and he said, no, we're going to take it now. And if not, I'm going to take it by force. And the sin of the youngsters was very, very great in the eyes of God. For they had disgraced the offerings of God. But Shemuel was serving faithfully God. And he was dressed in a tunic of, what's bad? How do you translate bad? Here, uh, Pasuk 18. Mm-hmm. And he regarded with a linen robe. Linen robe, yeah. Okay? So, so wh- why is it saying that, by the way? Why is it saying that Shemuel was serving God and he was in a linen robe? It's trying to con- contrast the sons of Eli to his uh, student. Uh. Meaning, Shemuel was his student and, and then he had his sons. His sons are stealing from temple property, from people who are coming bringing korbanot. But Shemuel, who is not his son, is serving faithfully. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to show you that contrast, okay? What's a linen robe? What does that mean? Uh, clothes of the Kohen. Oh. He was dressed in the clothes of the Kohen. Umil katon ta'aselo imo. His mother would make him like a small tunic or coat. And she'd bring it, she'd bring it for him every year. And she'd bring him a robe every year when she came with her husband to um, bring the korbanot of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, why is it important that he had a robe? 
close the Kohanim? I think it, I think it goes to show that he was uh, behaving like a true Kohan. And it was thanks to his mother that his mother was dressing him in the ways of the Kohanim. Mm-hmm. You could almost say that his mother was, was not only was she making him the robe, but she made him befitting of wearing the robe with her guidance. Mm-hmm. Something like that, okay? Uh, we'll continue with Hashem on Pasuk 20 tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen, amen. amen.